magandang hapon sa ating lahat. Uh, narito tayo ngayon sa fifth episode ng Bulatlatan, ang weekly webcast ng Bulatlat. At kasama natin ngayong hapon si Mr. Tom Banaria, ang community manager ng Internews para pag-usapan ang isa sa napakahalagang issues ngayon na kinakaharap ng lahat, hindi lang ng mga Pilipino, kundi maging ng uh, mamamaya ng ibang mundo. At ito yung nagaganap na increasing cases ng cyber attacks sa panahon ng COVID-19. Magandang araw, Tom, at maraming salamat sa pagpapaundak sa aming paanyaya. Hey, good morning. Uh, good afternoon pala. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, hopefully I uh, can give you some uh, mga tips on how um, to protect yourself from cyber attacks. Usually sa ganitong case where um, maraming phishing attacks na lumalabas, which is very common. I've even heard sa news na may mga nahuhuling hackers dito mismo sa atin, sa area natin. So, yeah, we'll talk, uh, pag-usapan natin yung mga phishing emails, cyber attacks, and um, ano pa nila ginagawa, paano, paano nila na-accomplish yung gusto nila, anong gusto nila lang gawin um, ninyo para maging effective yung attacks nila and so forth. So, pag-usapan natin yan for this fifth episode ng Bulat Lata. Okay. Um, batay sa mga balita, ang National Bureau of Investigation mismo ang nagsabi na 100% ang increase ng phishing attacks sa Pilipinas. Uh, worldwide, ganito din yung nagiging trend dahil karamihan nga ay work from home at marami ang online ngayon. Uh, Inexploit ito, sadly, ng mga hackers at iba pang cyber criminals para gawin yung kaninang iba't ibang mga criminal activities. Um, pwede ba, Tom, na ipaliwanag mo sa amin kung ano ba ibig sabihin ng phishing? Yeah, um, actually, pag sinabing phishing, ano, naririnig natin yung term palagi. Kasama yan, ang una natin naiisip is email. Most of the time, phishing, email, yan ang lagi niyang kasunod. Pero um, kung susuriin mo, no, kung titingnan mo yung Uh, yung idea ng phishing, um, isa siyang part ng tinatawag ng mga attackers or mga cyber criminals na, na paraan na pag ginagamit nila na tinatawag na social engineering. So, yung social engineering is uh, parang technique yan ng mga hackers para madaya ka na gawin mo yung isang bagay uh, na hindi mo alam na magpokos pala sa'yo ng, um, ng risk or magpadala sa'yo sa ibang isang um, for example pinadala ka ng link so ang gusto ng attacker is i-click mo yung link so parang maging effective yung attack nila sa social engineering para madaya ka nila ang idea is medyo gagawin nila na urgent yung yung message nila sa iyo so hindi lang naman lahat ng phishing nasa email most of the time meron din kayong marireceive ng mga um, text message or minsan makikita mo sa um, Uh, chat groups, may mga phishing email na meron ka, uh, phishing messages I say, na makikita dyan. Ngayon, ang, ang social engineering again is tinitrick ka nila para gawin mo isang bagay out of your curiosity most of the time. Um, lalo na ngayon, ano, medyo kasi rampant yung may, ano eh, yung news about COVID eh. And ako, even me personally, I'm looking for, nag- nagahanap ako ng good news ba? 
let's say uh, there's a vaccine na available na for, for from this country so um minsan yun ang ginagamit nila okay, para paglaruan yung yung fear mo tsaka yung hope mo na um about the covid na situation natin yun. so that's the idea of social engineering gagamit sila ng paraan for you to do something and sa case natin ano itong phishing na to uh, ito yung ginagamit nila sa email since na lahat is nakawag from home um, nandiyan yung most of the time nasa ka nakaharap ka sa computer nagbabasa ka ng messages kasi inintay mo yung colleagues mo na ano eh na tawag ito mag, mag-send a message sa'yo or uh, mag-send ng email ngayon um, sa phishing email um, most of the time ang ginagawa nila they make it look na mukhang legitimate yung email for example um, sa uh, kung makakita kayo ng mga email na phishing sa inbox ninyo, most of the time, may makikita ka na parang similar na error message or message ng bank na minsan gumagaya rin sila ng sariling um, ginagamit nila yung logo ng banks or logo ng isang provider. So, um, let's say for example, ako nakaka-receive din ako eh, sa RCBC parang meron silang ginagaya na message ng RCBC saying na uh, gusto nilang i-update yung account mo. So, remember, ang gusto ng attacker is for you to click something doon sa email. Ang, ang laging tanong is, kapag hindi ko ba kinilik yung email, um, safe ba ako? Yeah. Kasi, kasi di ba ang gusto ng phishing is, ay ng attacker for phishing is for you to do something doon sa email or sa message. And sa email, kapag hindi mo siya binuksan, most likely, hindi ka naman talaga may infect. Um, nagsisimula ang attack kapag pinilik mo yung link kasi doon sa link na yun is either nadadaling ka nila sa isang website na yung website very similar doon sa let's say they're sinusubukan nilang liyahin yung message ng bank para makuha nila yung pag-attack mo. So yun ang purpose nila eh. So gagayan nila yung entire website ng bank. Um, kapag hindi ka maingat yung tinignan nyo sa website mismo yung sa may URL um, doon na madadali kasi hindi ka hindi mo napansin yun na ito pala eh. kasi basically sa internet ano hindi mo pwedeng gayahin yung yung actual website ng BPI let's say for example BPI.com hindi mo pwedeng gayahin yun at gumawa ng bagong BPI sa kanila lang yun so ang ginagawa ng attacker pinapalitan nila yun ng characters let's say BPI yung yung I gagawin nilang one tapos lalagyan nila ng konting numbers at mamumukhang legitimate na BPI. At pag di mo siya napansin, ang logic doon is i-encode mo yung credentials mo. Diba? Sorry. Kasi alangan, um, parang idea is mag-update ka, diba? So i-update mo yung username and then yung password mo para, para makablogin ka. Ngayon, once na ginawa mo yun, yung credentials mo hindi talaga napupunta kay BPI or kay bank, kay any bank usually napupunta siya kay attacker. Yan. Kasi gumagawa, kaya rin kasi nila gumawa ng websites eh. Anyone, ano, kahit sino pwede gumawa ng website. Kahit sino pwede bumili ng domain or ng, ng pangalan ng website na fake. So, very easy. Kaya nilang gawin yun. So, gano'n ang logic. Sila may ari ng website na bibisitahin mo at yung mga ilalagay mong passwords doon ay papupunta sa kanila. So, yun ang effectiveness ng phishing attack. Kaya ang usually ang ang pinaka-common na ginagamit nila diyan is um oh dito um yung 
yung fear, sign of fear. Marami ako nakatanggap no, na, na request to check if phishing ba is kapag may error, ano, may message na lumalabas na ano, yung, yung account mo has been hacked, change your password, yung matipong ganun. Yan. So, ilagaya nila yon. So, there's a fear na meron ka na na na-instill nila sa'yo, naisip mo kasi na kailangan mo palitan yung password. I-click mo yung link, ita-type mo yung password mo na luma, which is hindi naman talaga nabago or na-hack. And then, yon makuha na nila yung credentials. So, that's the idea of it. Oo, napaka-tindi nga ngayon kasi yung mismong, nabanggit mo nga yung takot natin mismo sa COVID-19, yung in-exploit nila para makakuha ng victims. And in fact, kahit yung Center for uh, Disease Control and Prevention sa US, naglabas sila ng notice na ginagamit na notices kunwari ng CDC ang ginagamit nila for phishing attacks. And in fact, kahit yung uh, World Health Organization, ginagamit din, gumagawa sila ng fake emails na kunwari galing daw sa WHO para, ano, para makakuha ng mga victims. So, matindi itong mga cyber criminals na ito, no? Yes. So, oh, actually, ang idea doon is they need to really put your trust doon sa message mo na pinapadala nila. Kaya yun ang technique ng social engineering. Kailangan kunin muna nila yung, naging nila yung una yung fear and then yung trust mo na yung message nila is talaga nanggaling from a legitimate source. Ngayon, um, sadly, yung iba sa mga, um, sa, iba sa community, ano, is hindi sila ganang ka-aware. Paano ba talaga i-check yung phishing? Kasi marami pa rin talaga na ano eh, nadadali, na, I mean, nadadaya sa phishing eh. And um, may mga, Good news naman, ano, kasi our government is, lalo na yung visit news na may nahuli silang uh, um, scammer yata, na balitaan ko yun eh. And um, he's using lots of phishing emails. Um, good thing. At um, nahuhuli pa rin yung iba sa kanila. Ang isa pang nakita nating trend, kung batay dun sa mga news reports, kung sa Pilipinas, yung mga phone scams, na ginagamit naman mga bank accounts. So, nagpapanggap sila na kunwari ay empleyado ng mga banko and yes. then hihingin yung, yung login credentials mo, yung mm-hmm. password mo, etc. So, napakalaganap nito ito ngayon, no? Ito. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yun. Yun din yun. Social engineering din yun. Part din ng, ng social engineering technique na ginagamit. Either by text message, minsan by call. Um, kasi, kaya medyo ano eh, no? kaya I really suggest sometimes na medyo less mo yung information mo sa public, like lala social media, kasi they can get information from from social media accounts. Eh. Kaya makikilala nila ikaw, uh, and then those information, gagamitin din nila sa'yo. Say for example, nag-post ka ng nasa China Bank ka, tapos, syempre, I'll, I'll, if, if ikaw ito target ko, mapapanggap ako na China, from China Bank. So simple as that. I know your name, I mean, makukuha ko yung birthday mo and then um, yung address mo and so on. I mean, anything na nakapublic sa'yo regarding sa'yo, pwede rin, pwede rin nila gamitin. So that's the uh, idea. Yes. And besides, minsan yung mga, yung mga games, kunwari, sa Facebook, for example, yung mga, yeah. <laughs> uh, lalagay mo yung uh, old photos mo yeah. o kaya yes. yung 
i-reveal mo yung anniversary ninyo ng asawa mo, ganyan. So, yung ibang, ibang mga users, social media users, akala nila very harmless. No, ilalagay nila yung anniversary nila ng kanilang uh, wedding anniversary. Hindi nila alam. Uh, pwede yung gamitin for social engineering. Totoo yan. Kasi ano eh, um, I, I experienced one time before, no? Um, yung, yung isa sa parang, um, um, tawag nito, isa sa mga, pa, ano yan? Questions, security questions. Diba? Naalala nyo ba yun? Before, very rampant yan. Kasi security questions, um, nandudod kung ano yung pangalan ng aso mo. Um, I remember this is nasa Yahoo pa yata nun. Kapag ka security questions. So, same questions ang ginagamit nila sa games kung ano yung pangalan ng aso mo, sino yung first crush mo, sino yung anong first number mo, telephone number. So, yung kind of games na yun, actually nagagamit din talaga po. So, okay. So, ibig sabihin, itong phishing attacks ay very targeted din no? sa ilang particular na mga tao. Kasi, for yes. example, depende kung ano ba ko ka ba meron, mm-hmm. anong accounts ko. At ang very alarming yung BSP mismo, Banko Sentral ng Pilipinas, naglabay sila ng advisory na hindi lang sa isang banko, no? halos lahat ng banko sa Pilipinas ay tinatarget ngayon for phishing attacks. Yes, meron yan. Um, actually, for phishing, yung target, yung sinasabi nilang targeted phishing, tawag doon spear phishing, diretso sa'yo yun. So, yun ang parang term nila doon. So, kung ikaw talaga i-attack nila, if you're, if you're uh, known, like, parang kilala sa community, and someone just want to get your information, targeted phishing, yun, spear phishing, diretso sa'yo. And they will get all information na makukuha nila sa'yo. Bukod dun sa phishing, um, ang ang rampat din ngayon yung malware. Pwede mo bang ipaliwanag sa ating mga tagapakinig? Ano ba ang kaibahan ng malware sa phishing? At yes. paano kanito magiging victim? Um, good question ano. When when pag sinabi mo kasi phishing, um, usually um, it has something to do with uh, for I mean sa sa alibaw kung ako attacker no. Papadala ko ng phishing sa kailangan may gawin ka sa end mo. Um, let's say, bibigyan kita na itetext kita. Okay, magtetext ako sa maraming targets, maraming numbers. Kailangan may link doon or mayroong, may information doon na kailangan nilang buksan. Um, yung sa, ang kaiba naman kasi ng malware, uh, malware is something na, na malicious software. It's actually called malicious software. Um, ito naman yung mga na-install sa computer mo or sa phone mo. Yeah. They use the same technique, phishing email, let's say for example, hey, meron akong nakitang uh, research about COVID-19 um, cure. And ito yung PDF niya. So same thing din. It's also called phishing, pero ang target naman ng attacker mo or yung cyber criminal na gusto na nag-send sa'yo nung, nung, nung malicious na email na yun is makuha yung access sa computer mo. Um, it's different. Kapag bank accounts yan ang gusto nila, usually gusto nilang indirect ka sa isang fake na login page. Most of the time. Pero kung gusto nila na magkaroon ng access sa computer mo, yun yung malware. Mag-install sila ng malware sa computer mo or sa phone mo. Take note, kapag hindi, uh, kasi usually kapag nag-click ka ng link, akala mo minsan walang nangyayari. Ano? Um, pero behind the background, lalo na kapag ang computer mo is vulnerable, meaning 
um, parang kayang pasukin, may, may something na hindi updated sa computer mo, at ginamit nila yung pang-attack dun sa outdated na software na meron ka sa computer mo, sometimes naging uh, successful yung attack. So, um, sa, ibang, sa ilang training na ginawa ko before, um, I did demonstration sa ganito eh. So, meron akong papadala ng example na email, tapos, kunyari, may PDF doon. Pag-click ng PDF, akala ng user is actual totoong PDF, pero sa totoo pala, hindi pala siya PDF, malicious software or malware. Pagbukas niya, walang nangyari sa computer niya, kinulos niya na lang ulit. Pero, doon sa attacker, sa computer ng cyber criminal, nagkaroon na siya ng access sa computer mo without you know it. So, yun ang usually purpose ng malware. They need to gain, gain access, or sometimes, um, they just want to do monitoring. Minsan doon din nagsisimula yung mga keyloggers and stuff. Eh. Katulad ng akala mo, yung mga tinatype mo is nasesend na sa kanila. Yung, uh, wala lang, pero nasesend pala sa kanila. So, ganun ang idea ng uh, malware. It, it will really get some information from you. And um, ang pinakamatindi is magiging persistent, meaning nasa computer mo lang sila. Without you knowing na nakikita niya yung ginagawa mo, nakikita niya yung minabrowse mo, so and so forth. So it's, uh, it's really scary. Kaya kailangan pangingit tayo sa mga gano'ng uh, mga attacks. Lalo na kapag may pinapaklik sa'yo na link, yan, or may pinapadownload sa'yo na file, or pinapopin na PDF, be careful. Lalo na pag hindi matrusted yung, yung source. Very dangerous, no? Kasi yeah. yung malware, ang spyware, ang isang form yan. Eh. Exactly, yeah. Pinaniwanan mo. Yes. And it, minsan kasi, kahit sa downloads, di ba, ng mga apps na mm-hmm. from unknown sources na nakakasama din yung malware, no? Hindi lang sa email, di ba, Tom? Yes, yes. Hindi lang sa email. Pati mga download mo na uh, minsan, alam niyo yung mga games, uh, no? minsan meron nga sa Play Store na nare-report na may malware. Um, meron isa dyan na, may mga apps dyan na parang na-identify si Google Security na merong malicious software. So, ang um, idea dyan, if you want to really use an, uh, some application, itignan mo, itignan mo yung history, yung background, kung anong sargaling, kung kailan pa pinablish, kung ilan ang downloads, usually, doon mo rin malalaman kung legit yung software, eh. yung gano'n na siya, da, dami ng downloads ba, minsan doon din nababasihan. Pero, of course, not all the time, you can say na malinis yun kapag marami lang downloads. So, um, might as well, uh, may mga resources tayo na pwede i-share siguro um, after this na doon sa mga gustong mag-inquire no, sa mga tools. Kasi pwede mong pa-scan yung dinownload mong file uh, para malaman mo kung mali siya sa'yo. Yes. Uh, pupunta tayo mamaya doon sa mga practical tips na i-share nito. Uh, pero bago yun, doon sa mga practical tips. Ang isa sa mga naging sikat din ngayon, Tom, dahil dun sa work from home setup, ay yung mga teleconferencing app. At isa na nga rito yung Zoom, na very popular, hindi lang sa Pilipinas, kundi worldwide. So, pwede mo bang i-share yung initial analysis ng digital security experts of nine itong Zoom? Uh, yes, uh, popular na popular nga si Zoom. Ano? Um, Actually, before pa magkaroon ng COVID, nagagamit ko na si Zoom. At um, parang nasubukan ko na siya for some, for some time. Pero lumabas lang yung vulnerability niya lately. 
yung marami nang gumagamit. So, ang idea kasi is kapag nag-search ka pala, nalala sa Google, pwede mong i-Google yung mga Zoom conference na ano eh, na, na, na live or existing. So, ganun ang nangiging vulnerability pala sa Zoom. So, um, actually, ang, ang ibang companies, they considered Zoom as um, privacy risk. Katulad si Google, alam ko parang meron yata akong nabasa ang lahat. So, parang something na pina-install nila sa, uninstall nila sa kanilang mga employees, which is in the first place. Dapat hindi kasi they're using Hangout. So, it's kind of funny kasi uh, some of the staff ng Google is using Zoom. But yeah, going back, um, Zoom has really low security. I think it's because of the fact na hindi siya masyadong... Um, Kasi hindi ko, parang bago lang kasi si Zoom eh, kung, kung titignan mo sa kanyang development. Parang bago pa lang siya. And then, all of a sudden, dahil, um, kasi ang, ang bilis kasi niya mag-record. Actually, may recording din siya, which is very one of the best features na nakita kong pinakikita niya, no? Uh, na meron siya. But, um, to be honest, parang mas, parang pag nag-Zoom conference kami before compared to other, um video conference. Para kasi ang bilis ng ano eh, ng video ni Zoom eh. Um, so having said that, naging naging common and uh, nai-recommend ng iba sa I mean lalo na sa corporate um yung paggamit ng Zoom. And then eventually, yon, alam mo naman kasi ang attackers, among hackers, they still they will always find a way na kapag very common na app na ginagamit din, uh, ginagamit sa community. So um uh, as far as I know, um, you can you can actually harden yung Zoom eh. Um, but I'm, I'm actually trying to make like a list of, I mean, paano magagamit yung Zoom in, in a safe way. Pero most of the time, they don't really recommend Zoom anymore uh, because of its uh, security flaws. Tawag nga minsan nila sa Zoom is malware, which is parang sobra na yata pa <laughs> para for a company to be called as a malware. But yeah, um, my take on Zoom, um, there's a, may, may raming kasing available na ano eh, pwede kang gamitin na tool aside from Zoom. So what we're using right now is Jitsi. Um, and then marami pa, um, nandiyan sila uh, whereby. And um, yeah, and actually for some organizations, they, they started um, installing their own Jitsi instance. So meron na silang mga sarili nilang instance. So hindi ka nakoconnect kay Jitsi server. Which is, I think, is something that we can do. I can um, think of that as uh, maybe a project in the in, in the this coming week. Para instead of lumalabas pa yung, yung traffic natin out of country, mag-host tayo ng sariling natin GTC sa, sa, dito sa Philippines. And then, mas faster ang, mas faster ang transfer ng day, tsaka yung audio bit. Okay. Uh, thank you, Tom. Tom, kasi recently, yung Gabriela, they, they had a Zoom conference. Uh, Naisulat mm-hmm. to ni Jae na uh, naging victim sila ng Zoom bombing. So, they were discussing uh, um, pornography, yung cyber uh, pornography, yung violence against women and children. And then, uh, yung attacker, ang ginawa niya, nagdoodle siya ng mga disgusting ano images dun sa mismong Zoom na conference. So, ano to, very recent lang na nangyari at uh, pwede talagang i-exploit ito. 
ang ang medyo alarming kasi dito sa Zoom. Very convenient to use siya, eh, 'di ba? As you said, uh, may recording siya, madali siyang ilagay sa Facebook, sa yes. ibang social media accounts. Kaya ano, very appealing siya for many. Kaya lang mm-hmm. yung security ano ang downside naman ng Zoom. Kaya uh, magandang maging aware mm-hmm. din ng tao. Oh, um, oh, also, meron silang mga um, parang mga sinasuggest for for you, for someone to stop Zoom bombing is yung, kasi pwede mo nga siyang lagyan ng password and stuff or lagyan ng meeting code or baguhin yung meeting code. So, may mga paraan din siya. Kasi sometimes, uh, organization, parang hindi nila maalis yung communication nila on a certain platform. Kasi hindi tayo makaalis sa Zoom kasi ito yung pinaka-mabilis, ito yung available sa lahat and so on and so forth. Um, I think they have recommendations on how you can secure your Zoom meeting. Um, and I think I can send you some tips on how, how to do that, probably, um, after. Okay, thank you. Papati daw si Mayor Vico Soto na Zoom bomb. Kaya, ano, yung mga LGUs natin kasi kahit sa government, di ba, kung makikita natin yung mga posts nila sa social media, uh, they do their meetings via Zoom to so, uh, hide and to promote cybersecurity sa ibang mga agent din din sa government, lalo na sa mga NGOs, katulad nga nung nangyari sa Gabriela. Um, before, uh, before we proceed dun sa mga tips, ang isa pang nakita nating trend ngayon, globally ay yung paggamit nitong COVID-19 para i-heighten naman yung surveillance among citizens. And um, there's still a digital tracker na inipon niya yung mga key findings sa iba't ibang bansa tungkol dun sa COVID-19 na i-share ko yung screen. And uh, send ko rin yata ito sa'yo. Yes, um, yeah. Makita Oo, uh, Tom. So, para lang meron tayong kaunting uh, summary na mayroon ng contact tracing app sa 29 countries. And very interesting itong meron din sa Pilipinas pala na ginamit sa Cebu. We trace ang kanyang pangalan. Tapos meron na rin alternative digital tracking measures are active in 30 countries. Merong physical surveillance technology sa Sham, Sham na bansa. At meron din COVID-19 related censorship imposed by 15 governments. At hanggang ngayon, despite the outbreak, ay mayroong internet shutdowns pa rin sa tatlong bansa. So anong sasabi mo rito, Tom? How do we balance yung the need to address uh, COVID-19? And then on the other hand naman, the need to protect our privacy as citizens. Um, actually, ano... Um, I I I I watch yung ano yung sinendo na um, link regarding interview with Snowden ano, and medyo revealing kasi talagang um, they're using COVID-19 to build an entirely different um, surveillance infrastructure. So um kung babasihan mo no I I've also read sa other countries na ginagawa talaga nila yung contact tracing. Number one yata I really miss sa Korea, where you have this app na um, na naka-install sa, alam mo sa phone mo, and then they send you 
uh, notification kung saan yung may mga na-infect na, na tao and saan pumunta yung na-infect na tao uh, for you to avoid those locations. Um, to be honest, sa akin, ano, parang it's, it's something na people are forced to do because of uh, the concern with COVID-19. And um, the more na nafe-feed ang tao for this kind of um, um, introduction to us, parang nagiging ano eh, parang nagiging normal na lang yung surveillance. Which is really scary para sa akin. Kasi um, people are starting to accept. Parang they are starting to accept na kailangan natin ito so we can protect ourselves from the COVID-19. But not even thinking kung mapoprotect pa nila yung sarili nila from um, surveillance. So, um, I don't know, um, if, if our government right now is working on any form of contact tracing, um, but what you mentioned in Cebu is actually ngayon ko lang din na nakita. But it's kind of scary. I mean, para sa akin, ano, minsan nga parang ayoko na gumamit ng cellphone eh, at some point. Kasi um, the, more you, the more gadgets and devices you have in social accounts, kasi um, they can send they can know the, the exact location of your phone, um, the geolocation, and even before pa kasi ginagamit na nila for government, um, they've been doing it already. Pero, um, of course, there's this fear na medyo relaktan pa yung tao. Um, but now, because of the COVID, parang they're pretty much open to accept it already. Kaya, okay lang. Kung ano, at least alam ko kung saan ako saan ako po-position. Kasi kung nalalaman ko kung sino yung mga infected, mga ta-avoid ako sa kanila. Pero, the government already know your location. Um, so, to mean to balance, um, depende kasi. Kung ako, kung ako tatanungin mo, how will I react to this um, surveillance? Um, me, ako personally, pwede kong i-avoid. I mean, but, I mean, how about your relatives? How about your family? na not really aware sa ba, sa sa usaping um, uh, surveillance at um, I think the more we do the advocacy of uh, against surveillance personal so I mean individual uh, surveillance I think mas maganda kung mas maraming magiging aware din ako kasi yung iba kasi hindi that's that's really the problem din nila they don't really give a um, a thing about Uh, surveillance and stuff. So we can, I think, we can do balance it by more advocacy on on what can it can do after the COVID 19 Okay, actually, if you if we look at this um, table, uh, sa Philippines we trace ang meron sa Cebu, and it's mm-hmm. public private daw ang may control. Pero ang very alarming dito, ang nakalagay kasi TX Farm INC, I, I think this is the, the company. And then this is with, in partnership with Philippines DOH and Cebu Police. So, um, even the record ng Philippine National Police of Pilipinas, no? ako personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't endorse having such kind of app, di ba? And in fact, um, dun sa nabasa kong initial studies ng mga privacy advocates, digital mm-hmm. privacy advocates, ang uh, sinasabi nila, hindi naman proven effective in curbing COVID-19. Mm-hmm. 
So, in, in order for it to be effective, ang sabi nila, you have, there, sh- there should be at least uh, 60% penetration among the population. So, kung medyo maliit lang din, oh, uh, ang, kung papayagan mo na maging, maging centralized itong ganitong klaseng contract, con, uh, contact tracing apps, yung data naman ng citizens, how long will they use it and keep it and um, paano tayo nakakasiguro, yung binabanggit mo nga kanina, that this will not be open to any forms of abuse. Kaya medyo uh, nakakatakot din siya. Yeah, oh, and then also, may usaping policies pa yan on how will they, I mean, how they, will they keep the data, tama nga, um, how long, at um, kasi pwede nilang gamitin for some other reasons yung data na makukuha nila sa community. So yeah, um, yeah again, they're, they're playing on fear kasi again, um, fear is the uh, primal factor of having itong situation. Eh. Uh, kapag they wanted to push it more than 60%, syempre, um, most probably, uh, gusto nilang ipapakita nila sa community na um, hey, we really need to do this to fight COVID. And we need to stop COVID. So, that's the idea. It's really scary kasi, again, hindi aware yung iba. Maybe they'll trade off something else for their privacy. But we have to be, we have to be there to let them know, to inform them na kahit dito sa amin, sa community namin, it's better, I mean, just keep your your current uh, settings of privacy. I mean, the moment, no need to do those kind of uh, endorsements sa sa mga apps na ganyan. Kung sa Pilipinas, ang ginagawa naman nila ngayon, they're, they're pushing for the national ID system uh, purportedly mm-hmm. to better um, respond to the pandemic. So, what's your reaction on this? Uh, I think matagal na si ano, di ba? Alam mo, matagal yata si si national ID system na uh, na approved. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Pero I, I think, yeah, um, yung implementation, they'll, they'll be more strict kasi, I mean, um, they will say that there's really a need for it to be implemented all over the country. So, um, and everyone's already doing it. I mean, I mean, the majority of Asian regions are doing those kind of nationalized system. So yeah, most most likely magpupushyan after um, after this COVID nineteen. I mean, mag down yung curve, they'll start doing it. All. Yes, tapos si uh, Edward Snowden, the NSA whistleblower, mm-hmm. uh, in some of his inter- interviews, he already warned against uh, using COVID-19 as justification for mass surveillance. Oh. In one of uh, his online interviews, he called it uh, building the infrastructure of mm-hmm. pressure. So, medyo um, kailangan mas maging ano tayo, um, critical, no? hindi lang dahil may COVID-19, papayag na tayo na okay lang i-track ang movement ko, ibigay ko yung data ko sa ganito. Kasi who will control the information that you have? Uh, and how will they use it? After COVID-19, uh, will they destroy this information? Diba? Wala namang ganun eh. And yung sa studies nga, initial studies dun sa mga contact uh, tracing apps na ginagamit na sa ibang bansa, 
wala ring uh, information dun sa mga gagamit sa mga app users about their security or privacy. Mm-hmm. So, they're not aware kung hanggang saan yung extent ng data na kinukuha sa kanila. I think sa South Korea, ganun yung ginawa. And to yeah, some extent, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I think South Korea yung heavily used ng, ano, eh, ng contact tracing talaga. Um, I think that's one of the, they're bragging, I mean, they, they bragged about it. Kasi di ba, hindi naman yata sila nag-lockdown during, during COVID pandemic. Kaya they, that's, that's what they say na it's very effective now. It's scary kasi people are starting to accept it. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Tom, para dun sa ilang mga insights mo, kaugnay ng privacy and COVID-19. Um, now, let's proceed with dun sa mga Medyo na chachapi ka, Ms. Ben. I'm not sure if it's on my end. Oh yeah, tips on phishing uh, malware, uh, protect avoiding malwares. Yeah, um, so uh, okay, number one, whenever you're um, working on your devices, lalo na kapag bumokonek ka sa internet, um, prone ka talaga makareceive ng phishing, lalo na kapag, kapag uh, very active ka na nag-e-email. Um, so, ang, ang, usually, yung mga tips na pwede kong i-recommend is, number one, huwag um, ka talaga mag-click, di ba? Don't click anything else. Um, lalo na kapag um, it's asking you to go to a page or to, to click a button. Kasi minsan, pag button, medyo parang convincing eh. Kapag may mga graphics kayo, minsan, ganun na style ng phishing email, minsan eh. So, um, be careful. Um, also, also, katulad ng advisories ng mga banks, that they, um, initially sa mga banks, no, uh, pag-usapan natin, they don't really ask information from you to any sort of uh, way. Even telephone call, um, chat, or text, or email, they won't ask you for any information. Um, I think that's very important to know and to to tell other, yung mga contacts natin, ano, yung mga nasa community natin. Kasi until now, meron pa rin nagiging um, victims ng phishing. Eh. So, that's one thing. Um, never click anything. Don't click anything at all. Lalo na kapag hindi ka sigura. Ngayon, kapag meron kasing cases na mukhang legitimate yung email, diba? mukha siyang totoo, tapos um, yung email address, kasi actually, sa totoo lang, ano, yung email address, pwedeng PKN eh pwede siyang palitan into something na mukha talagang totoo. I can even, we can, those attackers can even like fake uh, an email address ni, of a certain person. So, pag magganong mga cases, most of the time, you need to be, um, you need to know ano yung format ng email niya. Is it asking you for information agad? Is it asking you to do something or to click something or to open a file? Yan. Kasi again, Ang goal ng attacker mo, ang, ang goal ng attacker natin is for us to do something doon sa computer, doon sa message nila. Kapag na-achieve nila yon, na-click mo yung link, 
um, there's a 50-50 chance na ma-compromise yung machine mo or maging victim ka ng, 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 phishing, ng phishing attacks. So yan, um, kung medyo convincing siya, try to confirm to the person kung totoo siyang nagpapadala. Diba, calling mo, nagpapadala ka pa talaga ng ganito? Para saan itong email na to? Kasi gano'n ang verification eh. Um, may mga ibang companies reported before no, na mismo galing, parang mukhang galing sa kasama nila sa trabaho. Yan, may mga reports pa gano'n. So, confirm. Confirm mo doon sa contact mo. If he's asking you to open a file or um, anong laman ng file, so and so forth. If it's a link, ano yung laman ng link, saan yung link. And then if they tell you that they did not send you any, you can you already confirm na malicious yung email na yun. Um, also, when it comes to, kasi tayo mga Pinoy no, social media, um, that's also one thing na gusto kong i-advise. Kasi minsan pag sa social media, yung mga links na naisesend sa inyo, most of the time through Messenger, uh, Facebook, WhatsApp, Telegram, minsan very prone eh, to, to open the link. Eh. Um, sometimes it's also safe not to open any links on your mobile devices. Um, it's If it's not really that important, kung hindi naman nila mag-importante, um, just I mean, let it go. Um, in some sense, kapag very important in your work or personal, um, you can also verify yung legitimacy ng link. Uh, number one, punta ka ng virustotal.com minsan nandun yung link, ipaste mo lang yung link doon. Or lalo na kapag nakabitni, yun ang ginagawa nila ngayon, yung bitni, naka-shorten URL. Merong mga websites na pwede niyang i- parang i-decode yung bitni na link. So, um, yeah, um, I can send you the links. Uh, I mean, yung mga resources later on after the topic. Pero yun, pwede mo siyang i-decode. Malalaman mo talaga kung ano yung nasa likod nung bitni na link na yun. Kasi ginagamit nila, hindi mo kang suspicious si Bitly kasi ang dami mo magamit. So that's another tip. Then after mo makuha yung exact URL from the Bitly na dinicode, pwede mo siya ilagay sa virustotal.com. So pag pinaste mo yan doon, if it's known as malicious or ginagamit na ng attacker before, malalaman mo kung malicious yun. Meron pang isang website called hybridanalysis.com. Ang gagawin naman niya, parang gagawa siya ng um, ng uh, virtualized na computer and then parang i-open niya yung link doon. Hindi niya i-open sa which is a lot safer. Parang nandun siya sa internet, i-open ng server doon sa computer niya, malalaman niya kung ano yung tatakbo doon sa computer mo kapag binuksan mo yung link. But you have to be careful din, lalo na kung um, papascan mo is mga file. Kasi pwede mo rin iscan pa lang mga file. Diba, naka-receive ka ng PDF. As long as you don't open it, it's still safe. Huwag lang mag-open sa browser or sa computer mo is safe. So, yan. Pwede mo rin iscan yung file, PDF. Pwede mo ipascan yung um, doc, dot .doc, X, mga document files, Excel files. Um, all of them, you can scan sa virus. Um, what else? Fishing. Um, I think that's the majority of it, no? na pwede kong i-advise as step. Um, but other things na medyo technical na, maybe we can talk some other time about that. Um, doon sa mga talagang gustong malaman. Ano. At least, kasi sometimes, 
you stand you have to be the POC for some people lalo sa community natin minsan at least you have to know how to do it para doon sa mga nasa contacts natin we can help them so so ano naman yung advice mo para maiwasan naman yung hacking ng yes yeah yeah um totoo yun yung two factor um i forgot to mention but that's really important um two factor authentications on actually lahat ng account social media um sino ba, ba? Uh, social media email email yan at saka yung ibang mga services na nilalaginan mo ngayon actually may mga banks na nag nag-deploy ng two factor eh. i think most of them kasi may i have before kasi hindi ako nag-online banking because of um paranoia sa security but now they have this two factor authentication no, na pwede mong gamitin so two factor when you say two factor um yung password mo may kasama pang verification so let's say nag-login ka sa website nila pagka-login mo magpapadala ng verification yan either by your phone papadala ng text message to confirm na ikaw yung nagla-login so yung attacker mo makuha man niya yung password mo or yung uh, email at password mo both. So pag nagsubok siya mag-login, um, mapapadalahan ka ng, to, ikaw ang mapapadalahan ng two-factor kasi yung number mo ang nakaregister dun sa account na yun. So you also have to be very, ano, at least alam mo na eh, na kapag nangyari yun, may nag-request ng two-factor na hindi ka nagla-login, someone's attempting to login on your account. So you have to change password. Right? Change password, um tapos um yeah yun ang yun ang pinaka the best way kapag naka-counter I talk to people na naka-receive ng two factor authentication without them signing in so it's an indicator na meron nakaalam na ng password okay so kung meron um abutin itinuloy kaya pa ito tawag nating uh COVID-19 pandemic at lockdown, ay eh, mas huli, mas maging aware yung mga tao sa digital security, ano? Um, mm-hmm. Ito ba masabi mo ang new normal na? Pagkatapos nito ay ano ang ano ang tingin mo mangyayari sa atin? Uh, I mean, pagkatapos ng COVID-19, I mean, in terms of uh, technology ba? Sorry, medyo chopping. Is it uh, in terms of technology, after insecurity. Yeah, thank you very much. Slam, still there? Okay. Um, recently, then, uh, nakatanggap kami ng report from from our uh, colleagues in the Northern Dispatch. No? So, may panibagong may panibagong uh, distributed denial of service attacks sa Nordis. Kaya mukhang ano, um, busy din ngayon talaga yung mga iba't ibang iba't ibang cyber criminals. So, siguro ano na lang, mga huling advice mo para sa lahat, paano pa maging vigilant sa panahon? 
before we end the uh, discussion? Yeah, sure. Um, I think um, one of the best way for us para maging ready lagi na sa digital attacks is um, number one is yung, ano, yung continuous na monitoring ng, ng activities. Um, kasi minsan, at saka yung pagiging ano, aware mo, minsan kasi pag medyo yung tawag ito, pag nadya, marami ka nang ginagawa, let's say for example, kasi COVID-19, di ba, ang dami mong inaalala, paano ka makakabili ng ganito, paano ka magilibang pagkain, um, saka makakuha ng, ng ganitong resources because of the scarcity ng, 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 ng mga pangailangan mo, no? especially kapag may, may family ka. Um, I think um, to balance that, kailangan at least you're also aware kung ano yung nangyayari sa, parang sa digital life mo. Kasi kapag nakalimutan mo yung activity mo sa digital life mo, what will happen is magiging consume ka ng COVID-19, you're tending to forget other things related dun sa work mo. Um, magiging lose ka na sa monitoring mo. Minsan, katulad nun, nakapadala ka na pala ng phishing email because of you're too busy of, of what's happening right now. Um, na-click mo yung link and then, ay, wala. Nakalimutan na wala lang sa isip mo. So, um, number one, I think, is yung patuloy na awareness sa, sa nangyayari sa environment. Keep that, para, uh, yung, keep that paranoia sa technology katulad ng paggamit mo sa, sa COVID. Kasi minsan ako, personally, parang nagiging normal na lang yung COVID. Minsan, hindi na ako nakapag-ugas ng COVID. Pagpasok, <laughs> paglalabas, hindi na ako nakapag-alcohol. So, um, we keep that paranoia on both ends sa physical safety natin, sa health, at saka sa digital security. And the only way to do that is, of course, to always get in touch with those people na may um, expert, I mean, yung, yung expert advice of folks na, na pwede natin lapitan. And also also ask questions. Most of the time, kasi we don't, we don't really know the answer for some certain uh, aspects ng digital security. So you always ask. Um, saka yung pagiging active sa social media, um, sa group chats, like what we're doing right now. Uh, I think that's also the key uh, to keep us on top of everything else on both physical health and uh, digital security. 